You're listening to the UI podcast by the Swedish Institute of International Affairs. So I'm here today with Laurent Bonnefoy, who is a political scientist and a researcher at the French National Center for Scientific Research. And he's also the author of books and articles on Yemen and on Salafism and Islamism. His latest book is entitled Yemen and the World Beyond Insecurity and was published by Hearst in October 2018. Laurent is currently based in Muscat, Oman. Yemen has been engulfed in a civil and regional war since September 2014. The war has led to a severe humanitarian crisis. The seminar today at the Swedish Institute of International Affairs will take an overall look at the multi-layered conflict in Yemen with domestic, regional and global stakeholders, and the prospects for peace will also be discussed. In December, the Yemen peace talks were held in Sweden, Now we're in February. Can you please give us a short summary of the current status of affairs? Yeah, so the the discussions that were held in uh, in Sweden came as a as a rather uh, positive surprise. It was for the the first time uh, you in uh, in over a year and a half that you had uh, a sense that uh, peace was uh, was now uh, now possible. Um, and so there was a state of euphoria in a way that um, was uh, largely uh, generated by the regional context. Uh, Saudi Arabia uh, being put under pressure after the murder of uh, Jamal Khashoggi. Um, and this uh, put pressure on uh, at least one of the conflicting parties to show that it was willing to to achieve uh, achieve something uh, constructive, um, and uh, so although there are critics uh, who will always be unhappy, you know, with, uh, and say that uh, the the discussions were not uh, in uh, formatted uh, uh, in, a, in a good uh, good way, etc. But still, there was this enthusiasm, uh, and so two months after the the talks, uh, uh, people are in a way. Uh, not pessimistic, but they're 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 feeling that uh, it it this is a um, that things are being achieved at a too slow pace. Uh, there are evident difficulties. Uh, one of them being um, the agreement was meant to deliver something uh, quite early on, and it has not. The retreat by the Houthi fighters from the port of Hadeida, and the, the other dimension is that uh, uh, the agreement actually uh, only focuses on on the city and port of Hodeida while the rest of the country is still under uh, under fire uh, there are uh, not daily but frequent uh, bombardments which are which are continuing so uh, the war is not not ended um, i think that it will take uh, much more time and much more efforts by the international community in general to actually uh, achieve something tangible uh, the focus was placed on hodeida because uh, the hodeida port is the main uh, channel of entry for uh, for goods um, the uh, a part of the country which is controlled by uh, by the Houthis, and so the Houthis uh, have been uh, receiving a lot of uh, uh, taxes through this, and so their their budget uh, relies uh, not entirely, but uh, but greatly on the the fact that they control control Hodeida, and um, because uh, it is the main port of entry, it is also through this uh, port that. Uh, uh, goods and humanitarian aid uh, come in through, um, and uh, for uh, almost uh, two years, uh, the coalition, so headed by Saudi Arabia, has won- has been wanting to regain the port. 
And so in, uh, in uh, June of 2018, they actually started an offensive to recapture the port. And at the time, everyone was really, um, uh, and mainly the United Nations and NGOs, uh, were um, afraid that this would uh, sort of be the, the, the final straw uh, that would lead to a famine-like situation. And that's why there has been, has been focus for a long time to actually stop uh, the operation on Hodeida and find a, find a, a common, uh, find common ground. Yeah. yeah, I understand. So it was a very important uh, yeah. solution, actually. Yeah. Because you focus on Salafism, yeah. the Salafism movement, and so uh, how does this relate to the conflict? And uh, what would uh, trends be in the yeah. Salafist movement today? Yeah, the, well, the, uh, the Salafi uh, movement does not play a central role uh, currently. It, has a, it does play a role I- in the conflict, but I think that it's, uh, it's also interesting because uh, one of the first uh, manifestations of the rise of, to power of the Houthi movement, so the current uh, movement which is being the target of the, uh, of the Saudi coalition, it's, it's sort of started with uh, a move against uh, the Salafis. Uh, the main Salafi uh, institute uh, in, in Yemen is, uh, was located in the uh, cradle of the Houthi movement, so around the city of Sada, up to the, uh, the top north of, uh, of Yemen, uh, close to the border with Saudi Arabia. And in 2014, you, you had an embargo which was established by the Houthis on the Salafi institute, which ended up uh, in uh, uh, the closure of the Salafi Institute. So you had uh, uh, thousands of uh, Salafi students who uh, needed, who left the region uh, forced and who dispatched uh, across, uh, across the country. And this generated some kind of a trauma on the part of, uh, on the, part of the Salafis. And so in this framework, they were really uh, um, supportive of the uh, decision by Saudi Arabia to uh, uh, attack and uh, to operate against uh, against the against the Houthis um, and yet uh, they like I've said they have not been playing a central role but they act in a way as has foot soldiers also of the of the Saudi led coalition because um, they have this kind of uh, uh, ideological fuel to go and fight the Houthis whom they portray as a, as a Shia um, group exclusively Shia group which is a which they portray as being linked to uh, to Iran and uh, therefore as illegitimate in uh, in the Yemeni uh, the Yemeni field. Uh, they um, at the same time with uh, the the regional environment, um, they the Saudis understand that they it is difficult to actually uh, uh, have the Salafis as their uh, their avant-garde or to to consider that the the Salafis would be the ones defending. Uh, their interests or their their own project against uh, against the Houthis because uh, the Salafis have a have a bad image, and so they've they've sort of operated in the in the back, um, and there have been uh, some uh, some problematic uh, supports going on uh, because a number of groups uh, labeled as uh, Salafi uh, have uh, connections with uh, Al Qaeda type mm-hmm. movements. Um, and uh, and knowing that uh, weapons from the coalition are end up in the hands of uh, of jihadi movements is something that is highly highly puzzling and which uh, 
uh, is uh, generating new pressure being put on the on the coalition itself. Mm -hmm. It's uh, so complex, really. Uh -huh. so, that, uh, and so just uh, you've touched on this, but the geopolitical aspect when it comes to Salafism in Yemen, I guess, and its neighboring country, Saudi Arabia. So you've, but but uh, wider than that, and you've also mentioned Iran. How would you analyze that uh, yeah. situation? Well, the thing is with uh, with the uh, Salafi movement uh, in uh, in Yemen is that it has uh, often been portrayed as a kind of uh, Trojan horse of uh, of Saudi Arabia, uh, especially by uh, by um, segments of the population who now uh, sympathize with uh, with the Houthis, and so they would tend to consider that uh, that uh, the Salafis are only uh, yeah the Trojan horse of the of the Saudis, and that all they will do is defend. Uh, uh, Saudi uh, Saudi positions and Saudi interests, uh, while historically, and this is uh, something that I've been uh, focusing on, the uh, the Salafi movement emerged in the 1980s in Yemen as a kind of anti-Saudi uh, group. Uh, they were very much critical of, of Saudi Arabia, and this echoed uh, the position of most ordinary Yemenis who do not really sympathize with uh, with Saudi Arabia for for different uh, for different reasons. Uh, however, there has been a kind of trend. Uh, generational uh, shift within the Salafi movement, which has grown more and more close to uh, to Saudi Arabia, but also developing a kind of uh, 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 we say apolitical uh, uh, stance, which says that uh, we as Salafis deal with uh, the um, with the religious aspect of things and leave the politics to politicians, leaders, princes, presidents, etc. So they they claim they will not mingle with uh, with politics, uh, and yet by claiming such a thing, they often uh, they often do, uh, or at least they uh, they become uh, players in a, in a, in a kind of uh, broad game. Uh, they sort of re-emerged as a as a kind of uh, uh, player. Uh, in the framework of the um, regional hostility um, towards the Muslim Brotherhood. Uh, the Muslim Brotherhood uh, uh, movement in Yemen is uh, uh, embodied by a, a political party which is called Al-Islah, so the Reform Party, um, which uh, had a strong position within, uh, within society and the institutions. Uh, which appeared to be growing stronger uh, after what we called the Yemeni Spring of 2011. Um, and yet, much like in Egypt, much like in uh, Tunisia also, you had uh, regional forces who worked uh, to uh, sort of uh, um, exclude or marginalize the movements close to the Muslim Brotherhood. Uh, the most significant of these, uh, of these regional powers has been the United Arab Emirates, um, who are absolutely opposed to the Islah Party and the Muslim Brothers in general. And in their opposition, they appear to be willing to actually support uh, the competitors of the Muslim Brotherhood, and namely support the, uh, the Salafis. And that is happening very clearly in a number of, uh, of fields in Yemen, where you see uh, uh, figures... Uh, Salafi figures being really uh, on the Emirati uh, payroll um, and also uh, there has been a, a track record of, uh, of uh, clerics close to the Islam party so close to the Muslim Brotherhood who have been assassinated especially in, uh, in Aden you have uh, uh, tens of, of clerics who recently have been uh, uh, assassinated through targeted uh, killings. Mm. 
Oh, so it's still very much ongoing and yeah. uh, internally as well within the country. Yeah, unfortunately, and I think that uh, mm. the, the complexity uh, mm. of the of the conflict, the fact that you do have a very uh, um, different competitions uh, going on. It's not mm. only a competition between the legitimate government and the the Houthis, mm. the rebels, but it's also within that uh, uh, competition between uh, different uh, political options, between uh, different uh, religious movements, uh, mm. and also the the memory of a number of uh, wars that happened uh, um, years ago and the, the, the kind of feuds that are very much alive. Everyone thought they had been uh, resolved, mm. but they, ha they have not. And that's why I think it's, it's important to actually uh, uh, focus and get involved in uh, establishing a, a, a good uh, uh, resolution now, one that will not leave uh, a certain number of questions uh, unanswered. Find us on www.ui.sc. We are also on Facebook and on Twitter with UI Sweden. And we're also on YouTube where you can watch our seminars and interviews.